the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and every Saturday here on 960 The Patriots, we're talking about car, car repair problems, new cars, old cars, boat trailers. How much can we haul? What's the hitch size like? Is dual exhaust really good for my car? And all that other stuff. All you have to do is call in, 602-508-0960. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Quality Transmission. In Tempe, quality is king because he's the only transmission shop in Tempe that I recommend. And actually, he's the only one in the East Valley that I recommend. It's because he does a good job and because I trust Bob to take care of my customers and his customers alike. I trust him to do what's right and give them good advice, advice that's in their best interest, not in his best interest. And like all the other shops on my best car repair shops list, Bob abides by that. It's not because he has to. It's because that's the way he does business. So if you're in Tempe or in the East Valley, May I suggest that if you have a problem with the transmission and you can duplicate it or make it happen, then stop by and ask Bob or Steve to take a ride with you, and they will. They'll take a ride with you, and they'll talk to you and test drive your car for free. That's quality transmission on McClintock, north of University in Tempe. Just real quick before we go to the phones, I want to remind everybody something, and this typically isn't going to be the people that listen to my show, but perhaps they have got neighbors or kids. Every, a lot of times I get calls from insurance companies because I work as an expert in the mechanical field about airbags. And this is what the call is. The car is wrecked and the customer or the client, the insured says that they were inside uh, having a you know restaurant, in a restaurant having dinner and they came out and their car's completely crashed. And I say to them, to the insurance company tell me more about the collision well the car's just crashed and it's just you know it was right there and da 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 and i said did the airbags deploy and they said yes and i said well then he's lying to you because you see folks there's a black box on your car and the black box has to have the key in the ignition for it to deploy the airbags that's number one so the key has to be in the ignition and the motor has to be running and you have to be moving down the road Okay, so number two, there has to be an instantaneous loss of miles per hour. So you're doing 35 and you lose 12 in the blink of an eye. That's because you just hit something or someone hit you. And when that happens, the airbags deploy. Now, folks, your airbag cannot deploy in your driveway with the keys on the kitchen table. Your airbag cannot deploy unless that car is moving. 
So to tell your insurance company that your car was just sitting out in front of my house and somebody ran into it and then they get there and look and the airbags have been deployed, everybody's going to know within 24 hours that you're lying. So stop that madness. Stop telling your insurance companies that your car was hit and the airbags deployed. Don't you understand? One and one doesn't equal two. So your key has to be in ignition, number one. The motor has to be running, number two. The car has to be moving, number three. And then you have to have an instantaneous loss of speed of 12 to 20 miles an hour. That's number four. All those things have to happen. Your car cannot be, I can run over your car with a semi, with a bulldozer. I can crush your car. I can hit it with another car at 50 miles an hour, and your airbags will not deploy in your car. If the windows are rolled up, the car's locked up, and the key's on the kitchen table. It isn't going to happen. Even if your key's in the ignition, unless the ignition key's on, the airbags aren't going to go off. And even if you leave the ignition key on, the airbags aren't going to go off because the car's not moving. So quit it. You're driving up everybody's insurance rates, because, and then here's what happens. Your insurance company denies your claim and charges you with fraud. So it's just not worth it. And that's another one of those stupid ideas on the Internet to tell your insurance company that somebody hit your car, and when, you, when the experts get there, the airbags are hanging out of the dashboard, and we all just shake our heads and walk away. So stop it. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just get wound up about that. Randy, good morning, buddy. You're not going to talk about airbags, I bet. What can I help you with? Yeah, I was just uh, calling because you had that air conditioning call last I was listening to. And uh, huh? um, my air conditioning isn't blowing cold anymore. And it happened, um, you know, not all at once. It was, it just wasn't blowing as cold. And then it was only blowing cold on the driver's side and not on the passenger side. And now it doesn't blow cold at all. And I had the compressor replaced a year ago because it was leaking out of the compressor. Um, okay. So now I'm wondering, I got under there and I looked, and the last time it was leaking, it had dye in it. So I was able to see the dye with the, you know, okay. with the UV light. And uh -huh. I went under there with the UV light this time, and I don't see any dye, but I do see some oil residue, but I just can't tell where it's coming from. Okay. Well, oil is, is can be, well, first of all, what kind of car are we talking about? It's a 06 Cummins. 06 Cummins? Yeah, uh, Dodge. Oh, it's okay. So it's a Dodge. Yeah. Um, it the if you have 134, there may be some oil residue at different connections, and the oil residue will attract dirt, and that is a good sign that there's a leak there. But if you have dye in it, there's also a good chance that you should pick that up, unless of course the dye is really old. So sometimes when we put dye in, we want to see that car in 15 to 20 days later because the dye is going to be good and bright. But if the customer comes in at six months later, a lot of times we just tell them, we'll look, but chances of us finding any dye this late in the game is, is, is not going to be good. So yeah. it could be that the dye just simply isn't, isn't working. And what you really need to do is, is, can you see the two hoses that come off the back of the air conditioning compressor? I can't. When I get up under the truck, I can see it, yeah. Okay. Can you touch one of those two hoses when the motor's running? I, I can. I'm not with the truck right now. but Okay. Well, um, I'm not talking about now, but here's what I would do. Uh, I would get make sure your wife loves you and she's not going to take a you know take this opportunity to run over your your uh, <laughs> your hide. But you're going to crawl underneath there, and there's a big pipe and a little pipe that mm -hmm. connect to the back of the compressor. And I want you to touch the co the big one, the cold one. And I want her to start it up, 
and I want her to hold the idle up to about 1,000 RPMs, and I want the air conditioning, you to set the air conditioning on max and then four, uh, max cold and high speed four. Okay. And I want you to touch the suction side of that compressor with your hand. And, and I want to know if it's cold. If it's cold and gets colder and colder and colder, but you still don't have any cold air coming out of the vent, then you don't have a Freon problem. You've got a blend door problem or you've got some sensor that's bad that's lying about the air that you're asking for. Okay. Another way you can do the same thing is, is I want you to make sure that that suction line is cold. It should be very cold to the touch. The other thing you can do is go take your air conditioning controls and go to max cold. Drop the temperature to 60 and go max. That bypasses all that temperature correction crap. So if you set it at 68, like the other day, we leave Payson, we're up at the ranch, we leave Payson, and all of a sudden we're driving through what is just beautiful weather, and my wife turns around and shuts the, con con the climate controls off. And I said, why did you do that? And she says, well, because you got the temperature set at 70 and it's 65 outside, so it's turning on the heater, and I don't think we want the heater at this time of our lives. And I said, yeah, you're right. You're right. I didn't know it was at 70, but yeah, you're right. So I want to take all that correction out of there, and I want you to go to max cold and see what happens. If you don't have a cold line to the suction side and you can't get cold air out of it, then I agree with you. You've got to leak someplace, and you've got to find it and fix it. Okay. However, there's possibility that you've got a dashboard problem on blend doors because you said at one time one side blew cold and one side blew hot. We don't think Correct. that's a Freon level problem. That's going to be a blend door problem. Okay. So we've got a blend door that's hanging up, it's not open, it's not closing, or there's some kind of an input problem where this blend door is saying, hey, she's asking for 68, and I'm going to give her 68, and this one over here says, well, she's asking for 68, but uh, I'm stuck, so I'm going to give her hot. And that's what it's, happens. It's weird to me, too, because I don't have dual climate, it's just one. So okay. it was weird to me well, that I was blowing cold on the driver and not on the passenger. Well, and, and then other, other people will say, and I, I share this sentiment with them, is the evaporator is a small radiator behind the glove box. Uh -huh. And when you're low on Freon, sometimes you'll just cool the bottom side of that evaporator. So it depends okay. on the fan is behind that evaporator. So sometimes it'll blow hot air to one vent and cold air to the other. And that's kind of a sign, not always. It's not something you can write. You can bet your life on. That's for doggone sure. But sometimes that is an indication of a low Freon level. Okay. But the, but the same offer to you. When was the last time you had anybody had this system open? When did you put the compressor on it? A year ago? It was yeah, it was one year ago, and it was be, because it was leaking. And uh, um, I just I've, I've had the truck for about a year, and when I first bought it is when it, you know, all of a sudden the air conditioning didn't work, so I took it back and they replaced the compressor for me, and they said it was leaking. Okay. So. Well, it's not. It's you know I, I I wish I could say to you, oh yeah, they all all those Cummins leaked. That's just not true. So, I, I mean, I, if there's no such thing as a blanket about your issue. The issue really is, is why don't we just throw some Freon in it and some dye and then bring you back in, in 10 days to two weeks and, and, and put on those funky glasses and get our black lights out and see if we can find the leak. Okay. That, that's um, what you're looking at. All right? Do you have any right, good Randy, places in you. Gilbert I could go to? I'm embarrassed to tell you that I don't have any shops in Gilbert. Um, I, I, and I, I do everything I can to, 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 to guide you. Um, you could either go to Thompson's, which is in Mesa, and that's okay. at Stapley and, uh, and Maine, or if you're anywhere close to Warner and I-10, that you could stop at my shop. Okay. What, and what's your shop called, one more thing? It, it's called Salem Boys. Salem Boys Auto. 
All and right. If your wife knows where the IKEA store is at I-10 and Warner Road, then you're only a mile away. <laughs> well, I guess I'm going to IKEA. Yeah, and, and just call for an appointment, and you can wait for something like that. And you just tell them, this is my plan, this is what I'd like to do, and uh, and we'll go from there. All right? Okay. Sounds good. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, good it. luck to you. Thank you, Randy. You bet. Anthony, you're up next. Anthony, how can I help you today? Uh, happy Fourth of July, first of all, Mark. How are you doing? Thank you very much for that, Anthony. I'm doing very well. Thank you. Yes. I just have a simple question, and uh, it's the oil additive. Am I able to mention it without causing any conflict of interest with you? Well, I don't have a conflict, but you just, <laughs> depending on what you're depending on what you're saying, I may not yeah, have anything I good to say you, about it. Yeah, that's true. Okay. I just need your opinion on uh, a product, the uh, Slick Sissy, oil additive. It, okay, what is it? The oil additive is supposed to just, uh, I guess, help a little bit better with the oil that's in the engine. I guess mostly it aims towards probably putting more Teflon for protection. No, no. No, no, I'm done. Okay. Anthony, um, first of all, when you add an oil additive to your existing oil, no matter who made your oil, you're going to throw that oil out of specification. So it's kind of like when you make pasta. Too much flour, let's say gravy, because that's the only thing I really know. Too much water, too much flour, it just throws it out of whack. So you can have a perfect gravy, but if you add too much water or too much flour, it's not good. When you add an oil additive you're going to throw the oil out of specification. So you run a risk of causing long-term damage that you don't know about right now. Number two, anything with Teflon is going to end up in the filter. The Teflon particles are so big that they're going to end up in the filter. So when you put it in, actually that Teflon is going to circulate in that oil system about two minutes. And then it's all going to end up in the filter, and we're done. So I don't add oil additives. If you want to add an oil additive, you have to have a good reason. I've got an old car. It's consuming oil like crazy, and I want to put some STP in it. Fine. Go ahead. Thicken up the oil. It's okay. The motor's on its last life. And we're going to fix the problem by thickening up the oil. Now, you don't have to put STP in it. You can just go, what are you putting in it now? 1030. Well, why don't we just go to a 40 weight? Let's see if we can control some of the oil consumption with 40 weight. Okay, let's try that. But there's lots of stuff out there that you pour into your engine, and you get better fuel economy. You get, um, you, you, you actually, your wrinkles go away from your face. Your wife loves you more. You're going to win the lottery. Your car's going to last forever, and you have a better chance of winning the lottery. And Anthony, all of that is just flat BS. So oil additives is you've hit a sweet spot in my world. And I'm not being mad at you, Anthony. I'm just saying I don't believe in oil additives unless we're there to fix a problem. And there are some oil additives that will fix specific problems. But to use them because you think your car is going to love you more and last longer, you might as well send me 10 bucks, and, uh, and that will get you the same results. So, Anthony, i got to take a break. Carl, you stay right there. When we come back, you're first. Anybody else, 602-508-0960. My name is Mark Salem. This is 960 The Patriot, KKNT. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their a rating. They have ASC-certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a free cursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. 
If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Are you a responsible person who finds yourself growing deeper and deeper in credit card debt and you're not sure how to fix the problem? Then get ready for a toll-free number that will put you on a path to financial recovery. Trinity Debt Management is a nonprofit organization that will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment. Put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges and reduce your interest rates by as much as 60%. You'll save thousands and become debt-free for keeps. It's not a loan. It's a smart way to relieve your stress, meet your obligations, and preserve your self-respect. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Gather up your bills and call this toll-free number for a free, no-obligation debt analysis. 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. Welcome back, everybody. 20 minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and we're here for the rest of the hour talking about car car repair problems, car questions. And if you have one, you're welcome to call us. The lines that we have four lines open right now, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. If you call, you've got a really good chance of uh, talking about your car question, 602-508-0960. Larry Harker's Auto is at 38th Avenue and Indian School. Larry Harker's Auto is run by Bob and Ellen, and Bob is one of those guys that is a world-class diagnostician. He has fixed cars where the opening monologue from the customer is, is I've had this to every shop in town and nobody can find it, nobody can fix it. He is really good at his trade. Now, they do oil changes and flushes and air conditioning work and all that other stuff. But if you've got a problem and you are convinced no one can fix it, I dare you to go talk to Bob. Just talk to him. He'll talk to you for free. But every time I've ever sent a car to him, he's waved his magic wand and fixed it. So if you're near 38th Avenue and Indian School and you don't have a repair shop, may I suggest that Larry Harker's Auto would be your become your repair shop. But if you want one of the best diagnosticians I've ever met in my life, you got to go see Bob there at Larry Harker's Auto. Carl, good morning to you. How can I help you this morning, Carl? Good morning, uh, Mark. Uh, a great program. I really enjoy it. I try to catch you most Saturday mornings. But anyway, I've got a 2015... Uh, Chrysler Town & Country, uh, I don't have many miles on it. I'm under 2,000 miles. I, I went ahead and had the oil in there about a year, and so I had the first oil change on it. But um, there's there's no dipstick on the uh, auto transmission. Uh, uh, what is there, indicator light that comes on if there's ever a problem? No, no. Well, y- yes, you you do have a variety of software and sensors that will light up and illuminate if there's a problem with the transmission. So yes, the answer is yes. But the, there's no way, there like, is no you know, di- before you could pull out a dipstick, you know, and, you know, nope. and look nope. at the condition it, of the oil pretty well and eyeball it nope. and, and smell it. But uh, nope, you, nope, nope. you don't have it's, that. It's uh, a sealed transmission. Anymore. It's a sealed transmission. 
and it's not the only car out there with a sealed transmission. Mm -hmm. They have determined that they're going to take that away from us, and they've determined that your fluid and that transmission is going to be a happy camper for the first 100,000 miles. I'm quite sure if you look in your owner's manual that there's probably going to be something after 100,000 miles, and it, and it involves a very sophisticated um, process to remove the fluid, measure the fluid, return the new fluid into it, and give it back to you for the next 100,000. I see. Now, my, my opinion is, is that this has been somewhat successful. I don't think it's successful because they sealed the transmission and took the dipstick away from us. I think that they enhanced the fluid, and I think that the transmissions are a whole lot better than they ever have been. Well, I thought maybe so, it was uh, like a synthetic uh, transmission fluid. Oh, it is. It oh, is. there's no oh, it question it's a synthetic. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a synthetic. A synthetic, by the way, folks, synthetic opens up the window of serviceability. Otherwise, a conventional oil at about uh, 0 to 15 degrees turns to a wax. It turns to a solid. A synthetic mm -hmm. doesn't turn to a solid till 66 below 0. On the Fahrenheit side, on the top side, a conventional engine oil and transmission oil is going to turn to a tar at about 300, 325. Yes, a semi-synthetic and a full synthetic goes all the way to 500 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm -hmm. Never mind, Carl, that if the oil in a conventional oil turns to a tar at 300 degrees, your motor's already a tar long before <laughs> 300 degrees. So, so the fact that your motor oil will protect your engine to 500 degrees doesn't really make any difference because yeah, at 300 uh, I've and used scrapers to get the uh, clean up an oil pan in years ago. I'm up in yeah. years, uh, Carl, and but uh, I plan to be around. I'm coming up 89 years old, and I plan to be around for a while. I've always done my Good own oil you. changes, but uh, it's getting a little harder to get off that creeper board when you get under. <laughs> yeah, so I think I'll probably know, probably uh, take it in to have it done. You know, when I when I have it done. Uh, you know, if you find a shop that you like, Carl, um, they're, they're, it's 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 okay. Every every guy like you at just about every shop I know is welcome into the shop. Mm -hmm. Come on in. Here's what we don't want you to do. We don't want you to turn a 20-minute, 30-minute oil change into an hour and a half. We don't want you to pick all the rocks out of your tires with your keys <laughs> and leave them on the bay floor. Okay. We don't. We want you to talk to the technician, watch what he's doing, have a dialogue with him, get in your comfort zone, and then when we're done, we'll pull around front. You pay the bill and get the heck out of Dodge. But, but really and truly, we recognize guys like you. And there's nothing. And so you go out and you can look at your brakes and you can look at your tires and and you can watch the guy do the work. And he's gonna. And we're not gonna give you the guy who uh, who's who doesn't talk for a living. We're gonna give you our most sociable technician. And and they they're they're used to dealing with people that want to watch. Some technicians hate that, and I'm not going to have your car on his hoist that he's going to glare at you all the time. I'm going to give you somebody who who likes to yak, and 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 so that you and him can uh, have a dialogue. Yeah. But I just bought a new town and country van, a, a new one for our shuttle bus, I, I and it also has a sealed transmission. And I was going to ask. You, yeah. And I think you said uh, you love that van. I was quite surprised uh, to, to hear you say that. I, I, I'm telling you, I, I love it because my drivers love it. The people that ride in it love it. Oh, it's a great it, The van. creature comfort's unbelievable. You push a button, all the seats fold into the floor. Yeah. Uh, if, if I wanted to haul a piece of plywood, I could. I mean, it's just a great van. The air conditioning's ice cold. The creature amenities are perfect. Good brakes. We had it wrapped. 
And uh, how about the transmission? Now, you made a comment on the transmission on the Chrysler's uh, clunking here a couple, three weeks ago. And uh, yeah. <clears throat> now, this has a button that you can push, and it'll cut out some of the gear shifting of the yes. six-speed transmission. Are you familiar with that? Yes. It's, it's Here's what I tell button. you. And I I'll think te- it's called an echo button. Okay. The idea is, is we don't want the transmission to hunt. We don't want it to go we don't want it to hunt when it starts hunting push the button stop it from hunting we're we're going to make it figure out which gear it wants we want it we don't want it to go third and fourth then four 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 three two 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 three four five 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 four three we don't want that so push the button when it starts hunting because when you start shifting like that you create heat and heat is what causes transmissions to fail but i can assure you carl I promise you, you have the highest grade synthetic transmission fluid in that Dodge van, and don't worry about it till it's 100,000 miles old. And there's a good chance that you'll probably trade it in before then, and if you do, then you didn't have to spend any money on that transmission. Let somebody else pull the fluid out of it. I got to take a run real quick, Carl. Thank you very much. We have open lines available 602-508-0960. But Kurtz Auto is a great place to do business. And why? I like Kurtz because he is the kind of guy that you would want to be your neighbor. He is just a very polite, he's a very knowledgeable person. You don't have to spend much time with Kurtz to know that he knows the difference between right and wrong. But Kurtz owns a family-owned and operated auto repair shop on I-17 in Bell, the northeast corner. They were just recognized as this year's Better Business Bureau Ethics Award winner in his classification, which was small business. They opened their doors in 1987, and Kurt works on domestic and import, both gas and diesel. And one of the nice things that Kurt does is, is if you're a first-time customer, shortly thereafter, within the next week or so, his wife's going to stop by and bring you some homemade pastries. I think that comes from the 50s and the 60s and the 70s, but Kurt still does that today. So he has ASE certified technicians, I-17 in Bell, northeast corner. If you don't have a shop and you live in that area, may I suggest that you try Kurtz for an oil change and see that what I'm saying about him is true. He's an honest, good guy. I'm Mark Salem. This is 960 The Patriot, KKNT, 602-508-0960. Give us a call. This is Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. Over the years, we've noticed we get two types of customers. One customer drives into our shop at the first sign of a problem, and the other waits until the vehicle breaks down and has to be towed in. The drivers who bring us their transmissions right away often catch the problem in the early stages while it's still a minor problem. The other customers push their vehicle so the minor problem becomes major. So if you're ignoring the signs that your transmission needs service, won't you stop by Quality Transmission Service today while you have the best chance of getting good news about the repair. The problem won't go away on its own. Find out for yourself why customers love us. Check out our listing on Mark Salem's website, Best Car Repair Shops in Phoenix. At Quality Transmission Service in Tempe, we'd love to make you our customer, but only you can choose which type of customer you'll be. 
Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasseric paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. You need a plan as you get closer to retirement. A plan that will take you from where you are now to the retirement you've always dreamed about. The first step on that path is to tune in to Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8. Your host is Phyllis Sachs-Pilvinas. She's the founder of PSP and Associates. You only retire once, but Phyllis helps people retire every day. Don't miss Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8 on 960 The Patriot. You wouldn't dive into a pool without knowing how deep it is. So why would you dig without knowing what's below? Underground utilities are buried all over Arizona. Accidentally strike one and you could be injured or wipe out services like water, power, and internet. Call 811 or click Arizona811.com to have utilities marked first. It's free, easy, and it's the law. Remember, call 811 or click Arizona811.com. Sponsored by Arizona 811 in partnership with the Arizona Broadcasters Association and this station. Welcome back, everybody. 33 minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock. We've got four guys that are lined up on the phone, and they all have three letters in their name, except the last guy. And, you know, we're just going to have to talk to him about this thing he broke up on us. We want to, we're going to start right off the bat and go straight to the phone, so we're going to start with Dan. Dan, good morning to you. How can I help you? Hello. Um, I've got an older 440 power wagon. Engine was... Okay. Bought crated maybe 25, 30 years ago. Okay. Synthetic oil working an older motor. Yes, yes. I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't be putting anything like a 10, a five or a 10 weight in it, but I'd use a synthetic like a 1030 synthetic. Um, no, if no. if the motor's nice and tight, a 1030 is working. If the motor's a little bit on the loose side, then maybe I'd go to a a 1040 or maybe a 2050 synthetic. Yes, seems and to be tight, and it's flying through emissions. Okay, then I'd use a 1030, and I'd use a synthetic, and you're going to have the very best protection you can afford that big monster. How about that. Thank you. Uh, you're more than welcome, Dan. Thank you very much. Les, good morning to you. How can I help you today? Yeah, good morning. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, I've got a 1989 Corvette, 126,000 miles on it. In the past year, um, since from September uh, last year to about uh, December, I had it in a local shop, and they were trying to figure out why the cold start uh, is such a problem. We've had the computer change. They've changed uh, various parts and pieces, having a hard time getting some of those uh, uh, pieces uh, from different places because it's an 89. Uh, then took it over to a Chevrolet dealer, and uh, they've had it for about two months. 
still haven't been you able to figure out. You know what? I'm not out. interested. Hey, I'm not interested in, in everything that didn't work. Let me ask you some questions. Sure. I want you to describe the problem. Yeah, the problem is cold start. Uh, when I get out in the morning uh, to get it started, I have to crank it three or four times in order to be able to get it to turn over. After that, it runs like a smooth baby, and uh, it just runs perfectly. And anytime I start it throughout the day, uh, it turns right over uh, just as it should. Okay. Now, is it fuel-injected or carbureted? Uh, fuel-injected. Okay. And and you shouldn't be pumping the gas at all because that doesn't do anything. Okay. So when you turn the key on, here's what I want you to try. I want you to... In the morning, when you know it's going to take two or three efforts to crank it over, I want you to turn the key to the on position, and I want you to count to three. Okay. On position. I don't want you to go to the crank. I just want you to go to the on position. So then turn your key off. Then turn the key back on and do it again. I want you to do that three complete times. Oh, okay. And then I want you to try to start it. Keep your foot off the gas. All right. We'll do it. And, and what I'm doing is, is I'm building fuel pressure. I'm thinking that the, the most likely problem is is that as it sits overnight, we're bleeding down the fuel pressure. So you're having to turn the key on. And see, when you turn the key to the on position, the computer files up the, fires up the electric fuel pump. When it fires up the electric fuel pump, if it doesn't see the engine start, which is 250 cranking RPMs to 600 idle RPMs, if it doesn't see the RPM jump from 250 to 600, then it shuts off the fuel pump. So I'm going to fake it out. You're going to help me. We're going to turn the key on, count to three, turn it off, turn the key on, count to three. So we're going to prime the system. If at the end of the third time you hit the key and it starts right up, Mark's right. You've lost yeah. fuel pressure when it's set. Now okay. all we have to do is figure out where the fuel pressure is at. Do we have a leaking injector or do we have the, the check valve and the fuel pump bad or do we have a bad fuel pressure regulator? That's all. Got it. Got it. Got it. Super. Okay. What part Thanks of town do you live in? What, what, what part of town do you live? South Chandler. Okay. All right. Does anybody put a fuel pressure gauge on that for you yet? Don't know. I don't know what they did. All I know is they had it for okay. months at one place okay. and a couple months at another. All right. Well, here's what I have to offer you, just because you live in Chandler and because I'm close to Chandler. All right. Um, if we rent a fuel pressure gauge for a couple of days for seventy-five dollars, includes putting it on and taking it off. Good. That's where okay. we need to start. We need you to help us. We need, and besides, if you work with us, your diagnostic fees are going to be lower because we're going to, you're going to become our eyes and our ears. Okay. So if you want to be involved in this repair, we're the guys for you. So Good. you go over and talk to Eddie. Eddie is my my uh, uh, head lead tech, and you go talk to Eddie not on a Monday morning or Friday afternoon for obvious reasons. But stop by Eddie and talk to Eddie and show him what you got and tell him what you got. Really and truly, this is probably going to be a fuel pressure problem. And especially the key words for me was, is after I try to start it three or four times, it finally starts. Got That's it. classic. I lost fuel pressure overnight. Got it. I okay. lost fuel pressure when it sits. So all we have to do is figure out where the fuel pressure is going and fix it. That's all. So Super. And your shop, your shop is where? Yeah. Salem Boys, Warner Road, and I-10, a mile east. mile east of uh, Ikea? Ikea. A mile east yep. of Ikea, the south side of the road. Um, it says auto repair on the building. And you Got walk it. in the front and ask for Eddie and say, Mark told me to ask for Eddie. That's the magic words. We'll be there next week. Okay. Good luck to you. Thank you. All righty. Sam, you're up uh, next. Where are we at? On Sam, yes. Okay. Well, you know what? We've got that that oddball guy sitting there, right? I, I, are you kidding? Patrick dropped? 
oh, I was going to I was gonna tease him because if he lets me call Pat, then I we got that run going with just three-digit guys. You know, we had Dan, Les, Sam, but now Patrick's gone, and gee, many Christmas, and Sam's gone. So now we got John. All right, well, we'll put John down, and we'll... And we're going to call him John J-O-N so that we fall into that three-digit kind of name. You know, we'll just, the H is silent anyway, so it doesn't make any difference. But now, that means we got four lines open, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. If you'd, if you'd honor me with this, tell me what well, your mic and model of the car, and get, let's discuss the symptoms. That would help us out a lot. 602-508-0960. By the way, my email address is mark at MarkSalem.com. Salem is spelled like the cigarette. S-A-L-E-M. Mark with a K at MarkSalem.com. You can email me anytime you want, and I will always email you back. And if you give me a phone number, I probably will call you, because if I have to type for like more than three or four minutes, then it's easier for me just to call you and talk to you. And I usually call on a blocked phone line, and you can you would understand why. So 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Hello, this is Robert Graham with 960 The Patriot. This Sunday, we have a special guest, Dinesh D'Souza. He is going to unmask, unveil the secret history of the Democrats. He has a movie coming out, Hillary's America. This Sunday at 7 a.m., we have an exclusive personal interview with Dinesh, and he's going to give you some insight to this movie that's coming up here and premiering July 15th. This is Robert Graham. Be ready this Sunday, Dinesh D'Souza, at 7 a.m. on 960 The Patriot. Hello. I'm Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. As a kid, I was a Boy Scout, which taught me to live my life by honest principles. Through hard work and dedication to those principles, I earned the rank of Eagle Scout. I started Quality Transmission in 1977 and set out to build the most honest and trusted transmission shop in the area. In 2003, Quality Transmission was given the first Business Ethics Award from the local Better Business Bureau, and was presented to me by Steve Forbes of Forbes Magazine. No other transmission shop in the state has earned this award. Quality Transmission is also a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix, and we are one of only two transmission shops in the Valley that are AAA-approved auto repair facilities. I ran Quality Transmission using the principles I learned as a Boy Scout, which means that you can trust us to tell it like it is, when you bring your car or truck to Quality Transmission in Tempe. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. They have ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a free cursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com
It's been called the greatest libertarian show on earth, attended by Donald Trump, Steve Forbes, Glenn Beck, and the most brilliant conservative minds today. It's Freedom Fest, July 13th through the 16th at the Planet Hollywood in Las Vegas. This year, come here Senator Rand Paul, author George Gilder, Judge Andrew Napolitano, and more. And don't miss your chance to win $25,000 in prizes organized by Shark Tank's Kevin Harrington. Register now at FreedomFest.com and save $100 by using the code SALEM, all caps, at FreedomFest.com. The journey to retirement can be scary and complicated. For the best advice and guidance to navigate through the financial world, listen to the Fullerton Financial Hour with Stephanie Fullerton every Saturday afternoon at 4. Make sure you're not making mistakes during the planning process. Know what to watch out for and how to craft the most secure plan possible. If peace of mind is something that you want as you prepare for retirement, don't miss the Fullerton Financial Hour with Stephanie Fullerton every Saturday afternoon at 4 right here on KKNT 960, The Patriot. Patriot app tip number four. Want your voice heard? Email or leave a voice message straight from your Patriot app. Just open it up, click the upper left-hand corner, and select email or talk back. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. The Seth Leapson Show, where it's principles, not politics. Listen every weekday from 6 to 8 p.m. on Intelligent Talk 960 The Patriot. The Seth Leapson Show, weeknights from 6 to 8 on 960 The Patriot. Off a romantic glow. I never have to wait in line at the popcorn stand. Cause there's something women like about a pickup man. You can set my truck on fire and roll it down a hill. And I still wouldn't trade it for a good deal. I got an eight-foot bed that never has to be made. You know, if it weren't for trucks, it wouldn't have tailgates. I met all my wives in traffic jams. You're just something women like about a pickup man. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Mark Salem, and we're here talking about car, car repair problems, car repair issues, and we're going to go to the phones right now. We're going to start with John. John, thank you for holding through the break. How can I help you? Good morning, Dr. Salem. I'm anything to help, and you can call it J-O-N if you want. (laughs) Okay, okay. (laughs) Thank you for laughing at that. Thank you. (laughs) Anyway, I got three vehicles I bought new, a 98 Avalon, an 85 Porsche, and a 74 Jeep. Uh, 360. I missed this morning when you were talking about the oil changing. I've been changing the oil on these three vehicles at about every 5,000 miles. I'm using a 2050 Castrol. Now, did you, I can't remember, or I didn't hear what you said. Is that something you subscribe to or something that you say it should be, I should do it differently? Okay. On the 74 Jeep and the 85 Porsche, the 2050 conventional oil is fine. The 2050 has an oil change interval of three to 5,000 miles. Okay. So you are well within the parameters. And that is that Porsche air-cooled or water-cooled? Uh, it's flat six. It's air-cooled. I mean, I'm, yeah, okay. no, it's oil-cooled. Jeez. Okay. All right. Not it's water-cooled. water-cooled. <laughs> yeah. Not okay. water-cooled. So, okay. If it's air or water-cooled, doesn't make any difference. The 2050 is appropriate for the 74 Jeep and the 85 Porsche. The 98... I'd be using a 1030 on it. 
you, a conventional oil is going to give you three to 5,000 mile intervals. A blended oil, which is some portion of synthetic and some portion of conventional, so it's called a blend. That goes from five to about 7,000, maybe eight. And then a full synthetic oil in all the different weights we talked about, that goes from eight to 12,000 miles. I, I would not suggest that you go to an eight or 12,000 mile oil change interval on the 74 or the 85. But as far as the 98 is concerned, we're talking about Fred Flintstone vehicles here on the 74 and the 85, uh -huh. and then we're talking about Bill Gates vehicles on the 98. So <laughs> well, there's a big difference in the technology of, of those three vehicles. But, yeah. but if you're using a conventional and a 2050 and you're doing it 5,000 miles, there's no problem. Stick with what got you here. Okay, well, that's, I've bound determined not to buy anything new because I want to change my own oil and change my own transmission oil and everything. And so I'm going to baby you this nickel nurse, this 98 Avalon, for as long as I can. It seems to be a good little car. So um, so you think that staying, staying with what I got or going with a 1030 on the blended would be something to do, right? Yeah, Mark, he uh, stepped out for a little bit. Um, we're going to try and get him back real quick. Um, do you have any uh, other um, questions no, on, on regard no, to your oil? No, I just oil? was going to ask about the transmission, but I can take that off air. How, when to change the transmission cooling systems on these cars, on the Avalon? Yeah, hold on a couple of seconds, and it should be right back. Oh, okay. And Mark is back. Oh. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm no sorry. Problem. Anyway. Are we okay now, John? Yeah, and the only other question is on the 98, and I'll take the answer offline. When do you change the when would I change the transmission oil uh, on these things? It's been I've been changing it. Uh, I think it changes at 100,000, but it's got 226 on it now, and I just want to know about the transmission and the cooling system. Let's see. I'm going to nickel okay. nurse this thing right until I kill it. Can't until it quits running. Okay, it's if you got 226,000 miles on the original transmission, I wouldn't be spending a whole lot of more money on that transmission because you you are on borrowed time and you were when you crossed over the 180 mark. So at 225, certainly you can change the fluid and the filter once a year on that, but after that, I I think you're wasting your money. As far as the cooling system is concerned, it has everything to do with the color of the coolant. The color of the coolant dictates the interval. So green is about 35,000 miles once every two years. And then you got orange and pink and blue and amber and da, 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 da. And they all have different intervals, different time frames, different mileage brackets. Ones that we're using, we're using a long life amber colored fluid. And we're doing 100,000 mile services on our customer's car. But the older cars, I'm still sticking with the green stuff. So your two vehicles, your 85 and your 74, I'd still use green on those. But the 98, I'd use a long-life amber and probably take that up to 75 or 100K. Thank you very much. Roger, you're up next. Roger, I'll try to get to you. I've got time, but uh, go right ahead. 2007 Acura TSX. And several little things have just started happening of late, like an interior light doesn't come on when the uh, when I open the door, and then my turn signals, they work, but they don't make any noise anymore. And then more recently, um, 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 sometimes the Bluetooth clicks in and out. And lastly, and a bigger one, cruise control. Any possibility okay. of that related? No. Yes, the possibility exists that it is related. What you would do when you have those all those symptoms and they're all electronic is you do a basic 
electrical systems test. Let's make sure that the voltage in the battery is sufficient. Let's make sure we can load the battery and it doesn't drop below 9.6. Let's make sure our alternator voltage at about 1,000 RPM is between 13.4 and 14.8, maybe 15.2 on your Acura. We're going to kick that up a little higher. Let's make sure that the alternator is putting out if it's 50, 60 amp alternator. Let's make sure it has 60 amps. Let's look at the diode pattern to make sure that we don't have any bad diodes. So this electrical systems test at most shops is somewhere between $45 and $75. That's where you kind of start. Then you go after the one that you want the most, and you're going to start fixing them. And what's probably going to happen is, is you're going to fix one, and it'll fix the rest. And so at battery cables, bad grounds, bad batteries, bad diodes can cause all kinds of electrical problems. But I wouldn't start with the door switch. That was one of the things you said. I, that's not one I would address. I would hope that that gets fixed down the road someplace. I'd probably start with the cruise control, and I'd probably reboot the computer on that Bluetooth thing. And reboot the computers, pull the negative cable, pull the positive cable, to, and now that they're disconnected from the battery, you touch them together and count to 10. Nothing's going to happen, but we're going to discharge all the capacitors. Then you let it sit for another 30 minutes to an hour, somewhere around there. Then you hook the positive on first, negative on last, and that's called a reboot. It's the same thing as unplugging your computer from the wall. So if you do that, that may fix your Bluetooth, but it's not going to fix the rest of those. But an electrical systems test to start with, then of all the symptoms that you gave me, I'd probably chase that cruise control one first. Good luck to you. Tom, you're up next. Tom, how can I help you today? Morning, morning. Uh, 1999 Nissan Quest. Uh, what in the world we got in a two two hundred and sixty thousand? <clears throat> it's only done it three times. Twist okay. the key, you don't hear any click. Nothing happens at all. Turn the key off. The next time starts fine, cranks fine. Where should I start looking on that, sir? First, you go to MarkSalem.com, okay, and go to FAQs and look at number twenty-eight. You all right. are you are all I need is is a little bit of I need somebody to put a pair of eyes on the headlights when this is going to happen. Okay. And I am quite sure after 260,000 miles that this is a solenoid problem. I am 95% sure this has a bad solenoid. Now you would not replace just the solenoid. You'd want to do the starter package together so the starter and solenoid come together. So <coughs> you would replace both of them. But the Starter, symptoms that you describe where there's no click, there's no crank, there's no noise, and it's intermittent, and at all other times it functions normally, that's either a bad battery connection, which has a full other set of symptoms that you haven't said anything about, because I listen carefully, or it's going to be a bad solenoid. So in the absence that the cables are clean and tight, then I'm betting it's you have a bad solenoid, and if that's the case, FAQ 28 will help you determine that it is the solenoid because you're going to watch the headlights and if it's a solenoid they dim temporarily just a little bit they just barely go from white to just a little less than white then the minute you let go of the key boom they pop right back on bright and, str and strong and so we're going to be looking for that the voltage drop on a solenoid is insignificant compared to a bad battery a bad battery connection or a bad starter so that's oh, okay. why we're using the headlights as a voltmeter. We're going to look at the headlights, and they'll tell us what's wrong with your car. All right. One more, if I may. Sure. I got an old uh, motorhome, 95. The gas line to the generator had been off. So 
I'm trying to decide whether I should put a 516th gas line on it or if a quarter inch will provide enough fuel. It's a own in 6.5. Okay, and, and, and it, it depends on the fittings. If the fittings, if the barb fittings hold a quarter inch tube, then you use a quarter inch tube. And if they're 5 okay. fittings, then you use 5 sixteenths. So it, it depends on where you're attaching it to. If you just you just do this, stop by the auto parts store and have them clip you off an inch of quarter and an inch of five sixteenths, just in your okay. hand. They'll do that for you. Then you go look at the fittings and see the five sixteenths going to swim on a quarter fitting, but I can tell you that that thing only uses that six liter Onan only uses one point one gallon an hour at maximum load. So okay. if that's the case, you, that quarter inch will be <laughs> deliver plenty of fuel for you. Plenty of Okay, that was my question. All right, thank you very much. Thanks for taking time. Uh, you have a good one. You, same to you. Thank you very much. And to all of you, oh, Pat, is this the Patrick that dumped us before? This Am is I Patrick, feeling this, supposed <laughs> This is Patrick who fell out of the nest, I think, before. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, really, thank you really, for laughing. Yeah, I really appreciate your call uh, that you received. Very informative. Uh, hey, I have a question for you. I have a 99 Land Cruiser that I keep in pretty much mint condition. And um, I've been running Mobile One in it since I got it. Of course, back then you had to run a car for 2,500 miles to break it in on regular oil and then put it in synthetic. I don't know what the purpose of that was, but that was the case, I think, back then, as I recall. Um, yes steep rings or something but uh, I, have, I have a question i have an air conditioner here that is acting kind of funny if i leave the air conditioner on when the car is off just leave the switch on and then start the car with the air conditioner on there's a hesitation of maybe a minute before it kicks in if i turn the air conditioner off when i turn off the ignition and it's off when i turn it on again it starts right up well, first of all, let me ask you this question. I'll bet no matter what car you've ever driven in your whole life, if the wipers, if you turn the key to the on position and the wipers are flapping, otherwise you parked it when it was raining. You with me? You parked yeah. it when it was raining. You left the sure. switch on. When you hit the key to go to starter, the electrical system of every car ever that I've ever worked on, and I've been working on cars since 1968, the radio quits, the air conditioning quits blowing, the wipers come to a stop, we take 100% of the battery and we send it to the starter. And we kill uh -huh. everything else that's there. I see. So I, I think what's going on in your particular case is, is when you leave it on, I think that delay is somewhere in that system. And and in reality, when you turn the key on and go to start, you're not dragging that that compressor because we're kicking the air off we're kicking the blower off we're kicking the mm -hmm. wipers off everything is off so oh, okay. I don't know how to fix your car I, you have given me a, a, a set of symptoms I believe 100% what you're saying I don't I've never fixed that in all my life the only thing I can tell you is is this I think maybe that when you shut it off then then you start the motor and then you turn it on i think it's taken a few a seconds or a minute to just develop enough pressure to give you cold air I see, yeah. but i can't yeah. explain why that doesn't happen on the other side when you when you when you leave the uh the compressor on yeah. so i don't know the answer to that but i it's not anything i would suggest you spend any money on yeah I'm not. how often should i change the transmission fluid in this car um, you're, you said that was a 99, so I'd do it once a year. Uh-huh, okay. I'd, I, I would probably flush it year one, and then I'd pull the filter, and the 
three or four quarts in the oil pan year two, and then I'd flush it year three. So I'd vacillate between four quarts of the ten and all of the ten. I would I do see. that every other year, and it's that that's good money spent. Final question. All righty. Oh, you're gonna. I I can't take it, but would you send it to me on email? Because I have to be out here in another 15 seconds. So I apologize for that. Anyway, my email address is mark at marksalem.com. I'll be sitting at my desk for a while. Mark at marksalem.com. Happy Fourth of July. God bless you, and thank you to all you veterans for making us safe. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.